Welcome to the Spiritual Outliers podcast, where we explore the uncharted territories of spirituality and self-discovery. In a world where conformity seems to be the norm, we aim to shine a light on the unique and diverse experiences of those who have found their own path to healing and self-awareness. Join me as we delve into the mysteries of the universe, share stories of personal growth, and interview spiritual outliers who have forged their own way to a deeper understanding of themselves and the world around them. Whether you're a seasoned spiritual seeker or just beginning your journey, this podcast is for earthbound misfits who are curious about the limitless possibilities of the human spirit. Hello and welcome back, Outliers. I am so happy to be here with you today, one day before I turn 39. And as I am about to experience my solar return, I have been reflecting upon and pondering the question, am I now an ex-New Ager and what are my issues with New Age spirituality? So as eclipses in Aries and Libra are transiting my third and ninth house, my spiritual beliefs seem to be getting a divine overhaul. Lately, and for months now, I have kind of an unsavory taste in my mouth when I think about being active in the New Age space again. And why is that? I will absolutely explore that later in this episode, but first, let's dive into what New Age spirituality is, because I kind of needed a little bit of a refresher. So New Age spirituality is a broad and diverse movement that emerged in the late 20th century and incorporates a range of beliefs and practices aimed at personal transformation and holistic well-being. It is characterized by an eclectic approach that draws from various religious, spiritual, and metaphysical traditions. It blends elements from Eastern and Western spiritual traditions, including Christianity, Buddhism, Hinduism, and indigenous spiritual practices. New Age spirituality often emphasizes the development of personal spiritual potential, self-improvement, and self-realization. It typically views the universe as interconnected and holistic, emphasizing the unity of mind, body, and spirit. Many New Age beliefs are rooted in New Thought philosophy, which teaches the power of the mind in shaping reality, often encapsulated in concepts like the law of attraction. So practices aimed at achieving mystical experience, transcendence, or enlightenment are common. This includes meditation, channeling, astral projection, and other forms of spiritual exploration. A strong emphasis on Earth's well-being and ecological sustainability is often present, viewing the Earth as a living, sacred entity. New Age spirituality frequently incorporates alternative medicine and holistic healing methods such as Reiki, crystal healing, homeopathy, and acupuncture. It often includes a belief in or openness to psychic phenomenon, astrology, tarot readings, and numerology. There is a very strong emphasis on the idea of global consciousness with a focus on peace, unity, and a sense of communal responsibility. It often values esoteric knowledge or hidden spiritual truths, which are believed to be accessible through intuition, revelation, or special wisdom. Last, New Age spirituality typically avoids strict dogmas or doctrines, often advocating that individuals seek their own truth and understanding of the divine. Now that we've explored what it is, I'll explain why I don't feel like I belong in New Age spaces anymore. And this one is very tricky to articulate because I, I don't want to sound as if I'm demonizing New Age spirituality, and I, and I truly assure you that I'm not. I am, however 
pretty sure that I sound like a hater on a regular basis, especially in regards to Twin Flames. But that's mainly because I see a lot of people getting taken advantage of within that space. But I think that, um, you know, feeling like an outlier, that's also exactly why I started this podcast, because I don't necessarily feel like I fit in anywhere with my beliefs, but have kind of leaned more toward having grounded spiritual spirituality and um, kind of an open acceptance of not needing to fit in anywhere, though it would be really nice to fit in. I am human after all, and I love a sense of belonging. But again, that's also why I started this podcast was to find like-minded people and um, try to connect. So starting off with a positive, what I do love about New Age spirituality is that it has no leaders and no official organizations, like maybe influencers, which I know that's such a played out word, but um, you know, like our involve, involvement is entirely like a solo endeavor. So going to church on Sunday isn't a requirement, and for me, immersing myself in nature is like church because I, I went to Catholic schools my entire life. So I spent a good portion of my life having Catholicism shoved in my face. And I've also put in my hours at being seated in a church or going to a confession, which I remember as a little kid, I would have to go to confession like right before Easter. And I would sit there in the booth just sweating my ass off because I was trying to figure out what I was going to tell the priest that I had done wrong. And I don't know why, but that was like such a hard thing for me to do. So anyway, the other thing that I love about new age spirituality is that I see some open-minded Christians adopting some of the philosophies. So it can be congruent with other religions without totally falsifying involvement with a main religion. For instance, years ago, when I had an Instagram account devoted to learning and reading tarot, I connected with a woman whose primary religion was Catholicism, but she was very much into Wicca and reading tarot. I take zero stances on whether that's right or wrong because it isn't my path to understand, but I will always actively encourage going against the grain and doing what feels best. I thought it was really cool that she did that. Because religion can feel very confining and restrictive. And as nuanced creatures as humans are, I think it's best to be fluid in beliefs and perception and allow room for exploration. And I think that's exactly what New Age spirituality allows people to do. So having said some positives about New Age spirituality, I'll get into the, the gritty of why I have stepped back from New Age spirituality. And I'll share some newer insights I've recently come into. So first, I want to share an article that I wrote on February 3rd this year called Poking Holes in New Age Spirituality. I'm questioning everything that I do. Like if I was a Sims character, there would be a perpetual bubble containing a question mark above my head. Yeah, it can be exhausting, but it's also an exercise in self-awareness and understanding why I do what I do. What's driving me to do this? And is this habit helpful? Because it just occurred to me the other day that as much as New Age spirituality claims to be a new spiritual model of sovereignty, trusting in the universe, and personal freedom, the things we do, and I put myself in this category as well, like tarot, law of attraction, and predictive astrology, they're all a means of figuring out what's in store for ourselves or an attempt to control the narrative of our reality, which means that we are still a species by and large afraid of uncertainty and the unknown. There are also a lot of beautiful things to arise from the New Age spirituality movement, though. Don't get me wrong. 
because I love astrology, I admit it. And I also enjoy using tarot mainly for self-reflection, but I've recently admitted and acknowledged that these things are a means of acquiring certainty within a life that is always in flux, when in fact, I want to make the unknown my friend. As a person who struggles with OCD, basically an extreme form of anxiety disorder, I've had to really scrutinize my habits and compulsions so that I can move into an energy of faith and trust that what will be will be, and I'm going to be okay no matter what transpires. I don't want it to be a fearful being. This is really at the core of calling into question what I frequently do. I want to move differently through life, differently than I have in my 38 years of existence. And I don't need to see the next 20 steps and turns ahead of me. I only need to see the steps required of me today. I think the only way to get comfy with uncertainty is to let myself get uncomfortable and face each day without coping mechanisms, be it mental compulsions or divination tactics that try to pull me out of an illusory sense of control. I also need to eliminate anticipatory expectations that make me feel that if I worry just enough, I won't be disappointed if things don't turn out as I had hoped. I need to make decisions without pulling a tarot card to confirm what I'm doing is right. All that I need, all of the answers are within. So that concludes the article that I had written. And I want to put major emphasis on the paragraph in which I explain that my OCD has been a huge motivator to heal my wound of distrust. OCD at its core is a fear of the unknown. And I think that what has recently put an unsavory taste in my mouth is the the advent of so many messengers like tarot readers and other psychics on social media. I genuinely feel like pick a card readings and constantly watching if this message has made its way to you, then it's definitely for you videos were eroding my sense of trust and peace. I don't know if it's just the path that I'm walking, but I think I've had maybe two tarot readings, three at most in my life that were accurate. And I've had a lot of tarot readings from other psychics in my lifetime that were extremely inaccurate so far from being the truth. So I've come to the conclusion that I can use tarot as guidance for a decision in such a way that I'm utilizing it as a process for reflection, but I no longer rely on future readings to give comfort about the future. This is where my growth lies, getting comfy with uncertainty. So the next observation in New Age spirituality and one of my primary issues with new age spirituality is that there is a sense of entitlement encouraged that just because you desire something, you are meant to receive it. And I feel like this is common within the manifestation and law of attraction spaces. This is not to be confused with the feeling of deservingness. So when I say these words within my mind, deservingness and entitlement, they both carry two very distinct frequencies. One feels like a rigid expectation and one feels like a soft and open reception. I hope that this is making sense to you. Because a sense of entitlement refers to the belief that one is inherently deserving of privileges or special treatment regardless of their actions or achievements. This mindset does not necessarily correlate with actual merit or effort. Instead, it stems from a person's beliefs that they are owed something solely based on who they are or what they believe they represent. This can manifest in expectations of favorable treatment without a corresponding commitment to earning such rewards. And now, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that you have to earn everything that you are being given, but there is a very different feeling of deservingness versus entitlement. Because on the other hand, being deserving is a grounded 
In the idea of earning rewards, recognition, or privileges through one's effort, achievements, or moral conduct, it's a recognition that comes as a result of hard work, dedication, or a contribution that is valued by others. Being deserving is often linked to a sense of humility and gratitude as opposed to an expectation or a demand for recognition. So deservingness feels like I'm not owed anything, but I'm grateful for what I do receive. It's a humble approach. Entitlement is I am owed and you owe me just because I am who I am. So I'll move on from entitlement and deservingness. The other unsavory buzzword and my one of my primary issues is the misuse or overuse of uh, 5D. And I'm guilty of using these terms in the past. I just want to express that and make that clear. I've noticed that within the new age space, which kind of ties into the sense of entitlement is the specialness of feeling like a chosen one or that only a certain amount of people can shift into 5D consciousness at this moment. And if that shift into unconditional love is not made, then people are going to get left behind. And left behind to me usually means that they exit the existence by croaking or the person vibrates out of frequency in relation from the person who has ascended, I use air quotes there, into 5D consciousness. This to me kind of feels like the 144,000 concept, which originates from Christian eschatology, primarily found in the book of Revelation in the New Testament. The 144,000 are described as a group of people who are sealed or protected by God during the end of times. And while I do feel that humanity are going through shifts in consciousness, I hesitate to say whether it's a shift into 5D or not. I honestly don't know. If I'm meant to make this shift, if it exists, I will. And if I'm not, I'm not. To me, 5D can be another label that's greatly misunderstood and another reason why some demonize others who aren't acting congruent with 5D behaviors. Consciousness seems to be a nebulous thing, and I genuinely feel like we are in and out of different states of being for the sake of learning what our soul came here to learn. Ultimately, should we reach for unconditional love and a sense of unity? Fuck yeah, we should. Do I think that's the reality we're facing right now? I don't know. It doesn't seem like it. But basically, 5D stripped down feels like a borrowing of Christian ideology, but it happens to be wrapped in a different packaging. And just so you know where I'm coming from, at the end of the day, the Bible is still written and subject to change by man, not the hand of God, which makes it inherently flawed and open to misinterpretation. I'm not saying there isn't great wisdom contained within the Bible. I do understand and respect that a lot of people use the Bible as a guiding force in their lives, but... I am merely observing the fact that anything written by a human, myself included, including this podcast, I question, but that's pretty much a consistency in my own life. I question everything that I hear and I question everything that I do. And coming back to questioning everything that I do and everything that I am, this brings me back to the question I posed at the beginning of this episode. Am I an ex-New Ager? What I've come to the conclusion is that no. I'm not an ex-New Age spiritualist. In, in spiritualist. In fact, I ticked all of the boxes that I first mentioned in this episode when I described what New Age spirituality is. I am, however, absolutely questioning a lot of practices and behaviors within the New Age space. And ultimately, my inner work is repairing my sense of trust within myself and mending my relationship with the unknown and finding my own sense of belonging with myself and hopefully with others who are like-minded. 
So thank you so much for being here with me today. I can't express enough gratitude for all of you. I constantly see this podcast growing and it makes me feel so immensely grateful that even one person finds resonance with my words. Before I let you go, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and rate it and even better, share it with someone you love. This really, really helps me out. Also, please subscribe to my Substack. If you haven't already, I put exclusive content there. The link to my Substack will be in the show notes. I love you all so much. Have a great weekend. Wish me a happy birthday and I'll see you next Friday, Outliers.